0: Welcome, everyone, to the Circle of the big Podcast Top 5 Picks of the Week here for Week 57. That's right, Week 57. It's the host of Devious One, Ivan C, here with my other host of D-Generation West, the West, sir, the West, West. Of course, the director is not here today once again. He's directing, and he's also getting ready for his performance coming on June 27th on my birthday. My birthday. He'll be ready to go ahead and perform. Yeah. See, she's excited. So get ready for that. We'll have more announcements. Of where would it be for all you Southern California fans around you know, listening to us and watching us? Make sure you want to see the one and only Chris Kennedy, Chris Kennedy guitars playing live, Seventeen Twenty Warehouse. If you don't know that's in downtown L.A., but we'll give you more details coming from him. Of course, I have the massive disaster, the king of sting, the man with the plan, Money Mike Lopez, ladies and gentlemen. And of course, the calluses of all calluses, because he is the god amongst insects, and he is another one of by God, by God, God, by God, <laughs> God, a podcast. <laughs> I got stuck for saying that shit too much.
1: <laughs> of course, heel turns heel turn list you've ever watched in your life, and all others are insects in the shadow of this top five. Back ladies and gentlemen. You can see my background. There's a reason why. When I was more of a mark, this is usually my reaction to heel turns. Why would you do that?
0: <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, yes, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. The top five for this week for week 57 is, of course, top five best heel turns. There you see it right there, right behind my screen. So the top, this is a really difficult list. Um, probably for the rest of them, not, but for me it was. Obviously, of course, you had your childhood idols or your heroes that you had, uh, besides Mike being the great American hero, formerly known as the great American hero. FKA. FKA, exactly. <laughs> but yes, you have your heroes, people that you cheered for, and you never expect them to go ahead and turn their back on their fans and just becoming the most hated person in the world in the sport of professional wrestling. So this list goes we it can, can go from the past, man, it can go from anywhere. But I will admit, you know like the, the main one that is really really known obviously is Larry Sabisco turning on Bruno San Martino. That was like one of the biggest ones in professional wrestling history that a, t, a student turns back on his teacher. So that one's really well known. I don't know if these gentlemen have that on the list, but I'm assuming not to because I'm actually that's what I'm bringing it up. But unless yes Let's go to the wheel now to see who goes first of giving their top five best heel turns. Top five.
1: Why would you do that?
0: (laughs) And here we go. Let's spin that wheel, see who goes first. Ah, it is. Here comes the money. Here it comes. Here comes the money. Money, money. Uh, Brought to you by Persona.
2: Persona, find out what your body really
0: needs. (laughs) Sleep, digest. And alcohol. And and right here, (laughs)
2: Yes, sir. Take it away, Bob. Man, so, yes, when I was younger, man, heel turns. Oh, my gosh. There was somewhere I was like, why would you do that? Right, Matt? (laughs) Do that why (laughs) you know that was the big question always um but uh here are my top five i'll start with this one and arguably this could be higher on the list for sure uh but becky lynch turning heel yes so this heel turn did not last however it set in motion all the events that went on for her to main event WrestleMania and you know the everything it was just so organic where the the people wanted an edge for her you know for for Becky Lynch and that heel turn right there you know it just gave her so much momentum and then the the Nia Jax hit you know that busted her nose started making her bleed and whatnot all that it was a mix of all that but Really, the the series of events started with the heel turn. She turned on Charlotte, and there you go. That and was when when was this? I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this was at SummerSlam, right? Yes, yes. So uh, I the year escapes me. I believe it was 2018 or, right. or or 17, either or. Um, but yes. So um, that's my number five. Number four, oh my gosh! To this day, I still, I still feel this one, uh, to to the core, man. And this is the old Stone Cold uh, turning on WWF and joining the alliance. Oh, I love oh, that one. Gosh.
0: Yes, that one never uh, hurt.
2: <laughs> that you know, I was so hyped up. You wanna hype me up? Play me that video of Stone Cold coming out on Monday Night Raw. Stunning the Alliance, you know, stunner after stunner. That, that just gets me hyped up. Uh, and, and, and what ended up happening, it was all just a, a ruse. He ended up turning on, on WWF and, you know, you know the rest. Uh, but, man, when that happened, he kicked Kurt <laughs> Angle. Man, it, it was so effective of a heel turn that, it, that that's when I started becoming a Kurt Angle fan. That's what set that in motion. And yes, so it all started with Stone Cold Turning Heel.
0: Milk-a-mania.
2: Yeah, there you go. <laughs>
0: uh, number three.
2: That's right. Number three is Hogan at Bash at the Beach, 1996. Uh, yes, man, the the third man. Who was the third man? And, you know, in wrestling, we, we're used to... You know, oh, you know, a surprise is coming. And most of the time, it doesn't live up to the hype. But this one surpassed it. And this one kept, uh, you know, kept us up at night. Like, how? Why would you do that, Hulk? Why? <laughs> Why? Why? <No> Why? <laughs> and, 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 the, and the thing also is that trash filled the ring. People were so upset about it. People tried to run into the ring and got their asses kicked by Nash and Hall. Hogan didn't even touch the guy. It was all Hall and Nash. You know, the, the stable had barely started a few minutes ago and we already got a glimpse of it right there. Uh, so yeah, awesome. Awesome stuff there. Number two is Shawn Michaels at the Barbershop with Marty Jannetty, uh, which is the the thumbnail for for today's episode yes uh yeah man the the rockers i it seemed that they had run their course it was time for one to become a star and a legend and another to not right so you know Shawn michaels he when that super kick was delivered it was just it 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 was there's more significance in that you know, than just the heel turn itself. It was him going off on his own and starting a legendary run. And, you know, it all started there barbershop. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, it, it, he could be the biggest heel ever, really. Mr. McMahon. Brett screwed Brett. He did not, at least, as far as I know, he did not plan on becoming a heel, an on-screen character, but yet he is exactly what we needed, what Austin needed at the
0: right time. Yeah, yes. I definitely agree. I think, yeah, this was a, a version of the creation of Vince McMahon. Uh, yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy about it. I'm yes, absolutely.
2: You Thank you. And two honorable mentions. Um not necessarily the greatest heel turns, but ones that I that I felt, you know. And th- the first being Stephanie McMahon turns on Vince and joins Triple
0: H. You uh, know? Armageddon, right? Armageddon. What? 2000. Yes. 2000. yes. Or no, oh, no, 1999, no. my bad. Oh, 99,
2: okay. And yes, you know, she gave that smirk, like, yep, you know, we got him. And, it set forth so many things, backstage and on screen. So, you know, that one definitely. I remember uh, everybody at school, I was in middle school at the time, and it was the news. It was the, the, the gossip, right, or whatever. Oh, my God, did you watch uh, what happened and stuff like that. So, you know, that, that's when you, you you know you have something. And number one, I mean, so, oops, wrong. Uh, second honorable mention. Second honorable mention. I did it for the Rock. <laughs> Why, Rakishi? Why? He did it for the Rock. Now, not necessarily the best heel turn, as I said, but one that definitely surprised me. And I, I compare it to, in in a sense, I compare it to who shot Mister Burns, where it's a mystery right it's an ongoing mystery that has been happening and honestly I feel like something like that should happen again where something happens and it takes almost a year for the for it the mystery to be solved you know I feel like something like that could definitely boost ratings nowadays but but yeah uh, Rikishi he ended up running over Stone Cold and yeah that was that so that's
0: my uh, list wow I love it I totally forgot about the the the, um, um, the Stephanie one. I forgot about that one and the Austin one going to the to the alliance. Oh my god! Yes, that did hurt. Oh man, love it. Incredible, incredible. This money, Mike. All right, let's go to the wheel to see who is next. Who's next? You're next. No, nah, I don't know. We'll find out.
1: Ah, it's me. It's me. Okay. It's DDP. Why, see, I could follow it with that. (laughs) (laughs)
0: That's right. This list for me goes based upon, there's there's obviously a couple of them that really got to me. Mm -hmm. And the ones that I think that brought a lot of history... And of course, I went back and recapped them, and, and went to see them and enjoy them again. And I actually did enjoy it uh, because when I was a teenager, as a child and teen- teenager, I did go back to the archives, did go back to the golden era to see you know. I did enjoy the Golden Era very much. I kind of grew up with it as well, besides the Attitude Era. But I grew up with the Golden Era. I, I, I started watching it when I was seven years old, five, six, seven years old, professional wrestling. Of course, it, it sticks to my mind. It's still, like, reminiscence. Um, so my number five, the one that I felt that shocked the world and it shocked especially us, but it was a historic night because of this feud that began, was Andre the Giant turning on Hulk Hogan. On, on that was on Piper's Pit, and that was January 26, 1987, when Bobby the Brain said, Oh, I got someone for you, buddy. Someone who's gonna take away that WWF championship. And he brings in Andre, the giant Hogan's eyes was at his job. Drop, why, brother? Why did you do it, brother? I don't, Andre, why, brother? Rips the chain off, bloody all up. So, yeah, it, it just that was that created the greatest. Spectacle in sports entertainment. I hate to use that word, but in professional wrestling, in reality, and I was WrestleMania three, where the first time ever over ninety three thousand people in attendance to see Hulk Hogan body slam on the Giant. Uh, but yeah, the feud continue on. Obviously, after that, WrestleMania four, and then Saturday Night Main Event, but so on, so on. But yes, this was a shocker because Andre was a noble guy. Even if you go back to WrestleMania One, his feud with Big John Studd, his feud with, uh, with shake the Snake, and when he was a face, so it was incredible for, shocking to see, you know, a big lovable human giant turning, on the whole world. It's you know? so number four. This is the one that I believe, kind of got everybody and extremely everybody upset, uh, especially when it comes to. Patriotism, and we don't mess around with patriotism. And that is when the debut of Sergeant Slaughter in the WWF, turning on the United States, and that was in August 1990, when he during the Gulf War time. That was when he he joined. Yes, why? Why did you do it, Slaughter?
1: You oh, were <laughs> no, he was. Wasn't it like Khalif Slaughter or something like that, or Grand? It was, it was something. He he had a, a like Islamic title that he yeah. gave him. She, so the Sheikh Slaughter, or something like that, and he was wearing the robe. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah I remember that, man.
1: Sergeant was hated,
0: uh, but this turned out to be the reason why, because obviously to set up the feud between Hogan and Slaughter at WrestleMania Seven that happened here in Los Angeles. uh but um, during that time it was a Gulf War which is the United States and Iraq and, you know, Iran. And it did bring a lot of hate to Mr. Sarge's daughter. He he got, his life was threatened. He had bodyguards to protect him. Like, Jesus, Louise, like, wow, like, your life's at risk. There was a one time that there was a bomb threat at his home, and he had to leave. So it was like, wow. It was, mm, exactly. But this did hurt America. And Vince does not give a shit. He's Mr. Controversial. That's what he, hey 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 pal, let's do it. Let's just let's mess around with the Americans. Let's make you the Iraqi. Ha ha! All right, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> and there you have it. You, you have Slaughter being healed. It remind you that Slaughter came from AWA. He was the most beloved. Uh, he was a top baby face in AEW AWA before he went to WWF in 1990. So that set up the great feud between him and Hope. Number three. I was loving this group, but until this happened, I was like, (sighs) and I swear, I'm not going to lie, the one I expected to turn heel, but I'm going to mention who turned heel on this one. That's Seth Rollins turning on the shield on Monday Night Raw. I think that shocked me because I was like, what? I honestly thought it was going to be Ambrose, to be honest. I ain't going to lie to you. Every time, I always thought Ambrose is going to be the one I'm turning because he was supposed to be the, the leader of the faction. I mean, if we go back to go back to the WWE archives, look at it. Go back, YouTube it. The, by the looks of it, Moxley, who you know better known as Dean Ambrose, was mainly the main the main leader of the faction. But then later on, did he say they had no leader? Now you he started hearing from Seth, started hearing from Roman, but didn't expect Seth to turn. I didn't expect that. That shocked me. out of like, "What the f happened? What the fuck just happened?" But I enjoyed it because we got the Rollins that we have today. So, kudos to you, whoever made, whoever pitched that idea. And you know, it wasn't your brother Lane, so it wasn't your BFF. He wasn't around during that time.
2: No, nah, I'm glad. You know, it, it turned out great, to be honest. Uh, it, 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 yeah, I mean, Seth Rollins turning heel. Geez, you know, you can't write that sort of thing because everybody thought, like you say. Ambrose was
0: the guy. Yeah, and then that leads me to uh, number two. You had it on your number three, of course, but that was, of course, the third man. And Hulk Hogan's the third man. He's a, he betrayed WCW, of course, bash at the beach, <laughs> July seventh, nineteen ninety. Was it ninety six, right, or ninety seven? Story
1: where he's like, it's me, isn't it? I'm the third. <laughs> 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 well, Eric Bischoff isn't me. Yeah, to me isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I mean that was the most. I think that
0: kind of what sparked the eighty-three weeks of the dominance that WCW had over WWF, because whoever made that decision. I mean, I hear both sides. I hear Hogan. It was a Hogan's idea, Bisch's idea, Dusty. Rose, I don't. I don't know whose idea it was, but whoever it was. Perfectly planned because he created a lot of (laughs) exactly created that, especially the New World Order. Exactly. But I loved it. And my number one, it did hurt me because I think I was with you, Mike. I was fucking pissed off. I was pissed when Stone Cold Steve Austin sold his soul to the devil. To Vince, Sid <laughs> Kennedy, McMahon, I was fucking pissed. I was mad, and why? Why Austin? Why? That's the why that got to me in my heart. Like his heart was broken after all this long feud that you had with Vince McMahon, the greatest feud for me of all time, of for Stone Cold, and just to see that happening, Allah, like, you son of a Bitch, why did you do it? Why, Austin? <laughs> and in, it turned out to be one of the, I guess you could say, greatest turns in the attitude ever that nobody expected coming out of Austin. No one did. I And, and if you think I'm wrong, comment below on this video. Lisa, but this one did hurt. It hurt me as a teenager. It hurt Mike. I'm pretty sure. I was with you, right, when you watched it?
2: Uh no actually I, I actually I I saw I saw that one at the bar after no no not at the bar <laughs> <laughs> uh, no no drinking at at, at uh, during ninth grade uh but no, no I actually rented back yes kids there was something called VHS and I would go to the to the video store and rent a lot of pay per views and I waited three months after it happened to watch it and uh, yeah so. I was heartbroken as well, for sure. Oh,
1: man. Well you met, I know you were heartbroken, were you? I wasn't following it as much back then because um, I kind of missed out on the storyline because I I, I, wa- I, started watching kind of like right at the beginning of the Invasion storyline, like regularly on my own, you know. But when I, whenever I watched it with my best friend, Adrian, it was like when Mankind was still around, just kind of when I was, you know. I remember like... The one thing I watched was Cactus Jack is back. You know.
0: I love that song. Mike knows very, very well. That was my theme song. <laughs> bang, yes. God,
2: right. You're talking to Cactus Ivan right there. <laughs>
0: That's right. Bang, All <laughs> <laughs> memories. Pulse memories. All <laughs> right. So my two honorable mentions. At two, I tell you this, this. This this was really hard because I had to go rethink and rethought which ones like really hurt, and this one did hurt. And that was Paul Bearer turning on the Undertaker in Summerslam. And this hmm. was the year of 1996, August 18th, the Boiler Room match when he had against Mankind. I definitely would not forget. I did yes. How Mike said, "Kids, we did rent some VHS." If you know VHS. Okay, you go to your video to your local video store and that's where you would rent it. You paid $250 for a for a day or two to keep it and return it back. I remember watching it and I was out I remember telling my dad, rest in peace, like, what the fuck is why? What the fuck happened? Like, what the what, what, fuck? that. <laughs> I was like, why did he turn on The Undertaker? Because I was a big taker fan too. And this is but you know, I guess this kind of turned cultivated differently after that. Uh, obviously, transition different for The Undertaker and Mankind's careers. But this one did really hurt because throughout the years, we've seen Paul and Taker always together. I've never seen, never thought in many years would expect Paul Barrett to turn on The Undertaker. Because from there, I'm like, me as a kid, you know, I, I didn't, still didn't know, you know, obviously, not going to use that word, but, uh, oh, what about the Earn? Who's going to be? Who's going to give him the power now? Like, he's, is he dead? Like, you know, just that's all <laughs> in my mind that I was when I was a child. So, yeah, I was really, wow. The other one, but my second honorable mention, it did hurt me because I enjoyed this faction. I enjoyed this team. I was like, yes, I loved every minute of it. And this is t- talking from the heart. And I was really upset when it happened. Not a big deal for everyone, but for me, it was. And that was when Chavo Guerrero turned on Eddie Guerrero on SmackDown. When it was those Guerreros, I was upset, man. I loved the vignettes. I loved everything what they did. They were SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Incredible. I loved it. And then when they lost it, um, they, they lost to the team angle. I think they did. And that's mm-hmm. when his father started coming back. And then that's when Chavo, I think they had a rematch. And that's when Chavo turned on Eddie and left them in the ring and then that was and that's how their feud started. I started with the rumble. And then that, that was a great storyline, by the way. I mean, people you go back, go back and look at that that feud because Eddie did not touch Chabo at all. Not until it was a Royal Rumble and he finally got his hands on it. Like he's like, That's my family, my blood. I didn't I don't wanna hurt him. I'm not gonna say that was the first ever family feud. I mean yeah, there's so many that there were so many prior before, but this one did kinda hurt. I was like, hell, like these guys could be unbeatable, you know. Eddie was a U.S. you know, US champion and tag champion. Chavo could have been a Cruiserweight and a tag. That would have been great to see, but I guess it turned Chavo heel, and in this one, I did not expect. It. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, that is my list. So, those are him from the heart. <laughs> Why would you do that? Why would you do that? <laughs> and of course, uh. we the best for last because he's the the podcasting of all insects. That's
1: right. <laughs> you guys think I should do the top five as Don Callis the entire time? Please, by all means. Well, of course, recent times have actually shown us, of course, that there have been plenty of great, uh, great heel turns in recent times. And here's a very recent heel turn that I will tell you about. It's when Will Ospreay betrayed Kazuchika Okada. (laughs) You know, and I thought that was the funniest one. I like, obviously, I found it so funny because of how... (laughs) Just uh, how Okada was just laying on the floor, just kind of face down. He's like faced down like he's planking and then will osprey gets on top of him and he's like fuck you fuck you <laughs> like, like on top of top of uh Kazuchika okada and like it was it was a good heel turn like will osprey really established him on his own so that's that's my number 5 which is like fuck you <laughs> like that deep you know cagney british accent you Know to Okada, so all right. So, number four, it's you know, I know this was mentioned. Uh, I'm gonna have these two be back to back, but uh, Stone Cold, uh, Stunning the Rock and siding with Vince McMahon as my number four. I, I know, I, I re- was that was WrestleMania, of course. So, that was you know, you know, 17. Yep, and, and you know, and, and I guess it's like corporate Stone Cold or proven Stone Cold. This was before Power Trip, right? Or this was like
2: right, right before.
1: After, yeah, right before Power Trip happened as the tag team. And then number three, we we mentioned this. Stone Cold joining the Alliance. Oh. I'll say, you know what, I, I think... This really goes to show how much of a great chameleon Stone Cold is, because he was able to become, like, for for a guy that everybody thought was so cool and so, like, lone wolf and badass, he really flipped out the other way and became, like, one of the most annoying <laughs> <laughs> and irritating characters. Like, I still remember the backstage segment with Debra. was like, Deborah, I'll eat the cookies. I swear, you know? I'm, I'm eating <laughs> now. <laughs> And then and then like Kurt I'll get you I'll get you gold medals I'm sorry Ugh. and he throws them in the little pool I feel like I'm king of the world and then like I was really cheering for Kurt and and Kurt Angle during that whole feud you know so uh, Kurt Angle good guy babyface Kurt Angle against uh Heelstone cold all right here are my sidewinders <laughs> right, number two. I got a sidewinder missile here
2: Uh-oh. You
1: know, got a sidewinder missile coming in and this is the rock and roll express turning mm-hmm. heel and joining the heel faction sports entertainment extreme in tna mm. i thought that was it was the most unexpected thing because like sports entertainment extreme sex they're like a young, sexy faction with like young Christopher Daniels and you know a lot, like a lot of young guys in that group. But out of nowhere, Rock and Roll Express is like, I think it's time for a change. <laughs> I'm like, what? And they, got like, they have like a, a a fire extinguisher. Like when I was watching that, I was thinking, dang, anything's possible in wrestling. These old guys joining the young heel faction. <laughs> Oh, that was so crazy. All right, guys. I'm ready for number one. This is all gonna... right. here we go. All right. Dude fin- is done. Finally, the rock has come back to see to see to see you all pay appreciation to the rock. <laughs> Wait, so th-
2: that was, if I'm not mistaken, 2003. No, it yeah. 2000, wasn't. Was
1: it 2002?
2: Yeah.
1: Hollywood Rock, you know. Yeah, yeah.
2: He,
1: he was in Seattle and it was like, to see, to see all you. <laughs> and, <I, laughs> and I thought that was like the funniest, you know. He was having nothing but a good time being a heel, you know, just all like goofy. Hey, hey the Scorpion King does not have a tiny ding-a-ling. You know? <laughs> I I
2: always remember uh, him calling the hurricane the Hamburglar. <laughs> remember that?
0: I you know, love that one. That, that was, was like one of my favorite like feuds of him and and, and of course the hurricane. <laughs> I loved it. Like, what, when, what do you um, do? Beat me up? Gonna go get <laughs> grimness
2: <laughs> Um, when uh, Hurricane showed up to interrupt interrupt the rock concert, uh, it, like get him, you know. Get him get his ass out of here and stick chicken chicken McNuggets up his ass. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: know, people say like his dad. I send them a video of the rock concert. You know, <laughs> the you know <laughs> Johnson is very much alive and he could play you play a pretty mean guitar, I gotta say. Sure did. So I'm, I'm. I'll just send them videos of the rock singing and playing guitars. Like I'm very much alive. If you smell what I'm cooking, so that's that's my number one. I got really good honorable mentions here. Hmm, so, all right. So honorable mention. Here's another recent one. Kenta betraying Katsuyori Shibata to join uh, during the G1 climax and joining Bullet Club. No, people actually didn't really see that one coming. In Japan, it's very traditional. They protect kayfabe a lot more. So everybody was booing Kenta like crazy. He was, Kendall was having the time of his life walking to the G1 Climax Finals, like walking with Jay White to the ring wearing, wearing his Bullet Club shirt and Tomotonga Tonga pointing to him. That's our boy right there. That's our boy right there. Look at our boy. Yeah. <laughs> That's our boy right there. And he's wearing And then Kent is just like, "Hey, everybody, I'm a bad guy now." (laughs) I thought it was like the funniest. It was the funniest shit. Like I, I just love those. Are really like, you know, snide heel turns where you just know they're having a good time with it the entire time. Oh, yeah, those are
2: the best ones.
1: Yeah, like if I if I was a baby face, I couldn't wait to turn heel because I'm gonna be like just so ridiculously annoying, like. If I really wanted to put over a baby face, I'd probably come to the ring with the Chiquita banana fruit hat <laughs> and the like, what's up, everybody? It's your favorite bad guy. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> Just, you can be as annoying and irritating as you want, because that's the kind of the point. I mean, cool heel is cool, but, you know, you might as well be a cool baby face or a, tw- or a tweener. So... You get to really be, you know, the whole thing was like, what was it? Aaron Stevens, you know, I'm not, I'm this isn't on my list. I'm just saying it because he, he was a heel from the beginning in NWA, but he gets heat by wearing flesh colored, <laughs> flesh colored wrestling tights. <laughs> oh my God. Okay. So my number, my number one honorable mention, Prince Devitt turning on taiguchi to form the bullet club that's my number one of my honorable mentions this 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 one heel turn was like not just the shot heard around the world but this probably like if it wasn't for this we wouldn't you wouldn't see those bullet club shirts everywhere you know this is the founding of the bullet club prince Devitt turning on taiguchi you know that's lightning in a bottle and then Bad Luck Fale and Machine Gun Carl Anderson, you know. I think, and the name came from. For those who don't know, the Bullet Club comes from because it's a Machine Gun Carl Anderson, and then Prince Devitt. You know, we now know him as Finn Balor. One of his monikers was the Straight Shooter. You know, the Straight Shooter.
2: Uh, and the more you know,
1: the Bullet Club. You know, and the and his other his other moniker was like the the real rock and roller you know, Prince Devitt. So, and then, of course, we had Bad Luck Fale, Tamatanga, Machine Gun Carl Anderson, and Doc Gallows. And, and of course, Prince Devitt, Finn Balor. Those, those original five. And I think they were standing over Taiguchi, you know, be, like beating him up. So that was like, that, that heel turn really created an entire era that we still didn't, Today, you know the all the top guys in so many different companies are ex Bullet Club members or current ones. So,
0: absolutely, absolutely. You know what? And you're on point. This is why I, here at Circle Debate, ladies and gentlemen, where it's not only just podcasting is educational as well for anyone yes. who for everyone who doesn't know. Matt just gave you an education of how the Bullet Club co- co- was formed. He literally just laid down for it. Yes, I do remember that. Go back to the archives of New Japan, ladies and gentlemen, and go back and see them. Prince Devin, Timbala, turning on Taiguchi and becoming, uh, you know, forming the Bullet Club. That was incredible. And, of course, the one Kenta on Shibata, everybody was scared with Shibata because Shibata is
1: not an in-ring performer because he's he's retired. Yeah, Mm. he's retired from a severe injury. So the whole, like, that entire Budokan in Japan everybody was screaming at the top of their lungs when they saw shibata do a drop kick on kenta it's that same drop kick kenta did to did to um to john moxley on dynamite like we saw a few weeks ago that that same they put pi- together they pioneered that drop kick that bent leg drop kick that just looks so cool you know if i was a wrestler i'd want that drop kick in my arsenal
0: I agree. I what I wanted to, but yeah, everybody was scared for Shabbat. I was like, "Oh shit!" You know, he has, he has a broke. I mean, he has a I believe a neck injury that he, he it kept him up, uh, forced him to retire. I mean, or uh, no, actually not my not a neck injury, a concussion. Not, not, I remember a concussion that he has that forced him to retire, so he can he can't be in the ring at all. That was really shocked I me. Mean, I was like, "Oh shit!" He's actually taking a drop kick. He's actually taking a beating in the head. You know, so
1: he gave to Okada during the G1, which I, I recommend. A lot of people consider that one of the best New Japan matches of all time, Zuchika Okada versus Katsuyori Shibata. Those are real headbutts. <laughs> and he was a bit, he was hard way bleeding. It was It's a very brutal match. But I'll, I'll say this, never say never. We saw Christian come back. We saw Edge come back. We saw Daniel Bryan come back. And, you know, we could see Tatsuyori Shibata come back.
0: I hope so. I really hope so because he's an a incredible athlete. I think he deserves another run. I think it was just too short for his career to just end that well, you know, that quickly. Uh, but he's a great coach for all you guys who will want to become professional wrestlers. Come to the dojo here in New Japan, LA Dojo. He is the head coach, Coach Shibata, Sensei Shibata. So, sure. Uh, he knows how to definitely knows how to give you the best quote giving you the best knowledge of Japanese strong style because of that man what a list everybody's everybody this was so phenomenal man I mean I'm saying it phenomenal I loved it yes fantastic job man I love it man top, Matt,
1: why would you do that why would you do that <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh, my God, ladies and gentlemen. Now let's go to the wheel. The Wheel of Picks to see what is the next one for week 58. Let's find that out. Here we go. Spin that wheel. All
2: right. Come on, best cage matches. Oh okay, yeah.
1: This is gonna be good.
2: A lot of talent right there.
0: All right. So, how you guys want to do this one? Top five cruiserweights. Yeah. Of course.
1: You know what, Ivan? I say this isn't a spoiler at all, but just for those who don't know who he is, he should be on everybody's list. Jushin Thunder Liger.
0: <laughs> did- I- did- 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 did-
1: that's a, that's not a spoiler. You know he's on your list. Oh <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: Huh? I was just saying he's he's right he's right in here. That's why.
0: Absolutely. You already. Yeah. He's he's obviously he's one of, for sure. He's making it on my list. But there's another person that people have forgot. I'm not gonna say Rey Mysterio. Everybody says Bray. No. There's one person that people forgot about too. He was a multi champion.
2: Uh-huh. Oh, so I, I want to save the surprise I want to I be surprised next week for sure
0: uh, alright yeah I, I wasn't going to say the name but yes you got it alright and there you have it ladies and gentlemen thank you so much for tuning in here for the Circle Debate Top 5 Picks of the Week as we pick our top 5 best heel turns if you guys have any heel turns best heel turns that you guys love that we did not mention Comment right below in the video and mention your favorites, uh, best heel turns of all time. And and also let us know if you actually enjoyed our, our list. And if so, they'll also comment right below in this video. So once again, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for tuning in here. Circle the Big Podcast. We'll see you guys uh, next week coming up as we will discuss about AEW you know, dynamite because it was a lot of surprises that did not expect. But mm-hmm. um yeah, and also don't forget as well, we are coming this Tuesday with an MMA episode as we're gonna go ahead and review UFC two sixty three coming up. Uh so I'm looking forward to that as the one and only is gonna put his topology world title on the line again. And mm-hmm. so with the Modest Brothers, so I can't wait to see that. And also don't forget you're gonna see Matt as well have been giving his recap of this past you know, this past week um Cyberfest, so keep in tune for that. He's going solo bolo on that one, so I cannot wait to he's gonna give you the education that you guys need. Cause he's gonna answer all your sixty nine questions.
1: We got sixty-nine reasons why, of course. Remember, we don't just do top fives. We we make top five history.
0: <laughs> nice. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, the host of dbs one see here with, of course, the master of disaster, the king of sting, the man with the plan. That's Money Mike Lopez. Okay. And of course, we have the manager of the by God of, of podcasting of My, Money Mike Lopez. We have his manager here. He is the podcasting of all
1: insects. <laughs> <laughs> I should. I should come out because in Impact Wrestling he uses canon and D as his theme. I like whenever I show up I should just play that and be like ha and the, and he has like an ant hive, like an anthill, hill as as his titan Tron. <laughs> you should have your background next time.
0: <laughs> By God, he said. MGC, Matt Callas, and gentlemen. So on that note, I'm going to let of course. Actually, before I let Matt close it up here, enjoy your Sunday, ladies and gentlemen. But yes, uh, Matt Callas, let the people close it out here.
1: Tell them what say, we do here, Circle
0: Debate.
2: Say the line.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, of course, the line definitely needs to be said because we have to remind the people. You have to come with an empty cup. Come with an empty cup to learn what we're about to show you. Because we don't just make podcasts here. We make history. <laughs> don't be a don't be a Stamford stooge now.
0: <laughs> Good night everybody. Good day everybody.